Hello, welcome to I Am Comics Podcast, episode three. I am Josh Casper, and this is JJ Kirby. What up, people? How you doing, JJ? I'm trying to get together. I'm doing too much right now. I'm trying to draw some pictures while uh, we on this thing. That's hey. what. Yeah. We multitask here. We are on our phone. We talk. We draw. Something like that. <laughs> So, I, uh, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about today was um, the Logan trailer and how, since we only saw a little bit of it, we don't really know what to expect. But what do you think? What do you expect from what you saw to the comic of Old Man Logan? Huh. Well, I'll say this. When I saw the trailer, I wasn't feeling it as much. I'm like, I felt cheated. I want to see Wolverine. I want to see Hugh Jackman in the costume. I want to see him in the Wolverine costume, the orange and blue or the brown and tan, you know, popping claws doing his thing. They didn't give us that. They gave us Old Man Logan. So now you get this uh, slim version of Hugh Jackman up on the screen, and he's old, and he can't pop the claws like he used to. And, you know, there's going to be a clone, uh, or they're cloning people, and I'm sure that's when he comes across X-23. And, like, um... She becomes the new X-Men, or the new Wolverine, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Well, yeah. That's, too far. In the, well, in the comics now, she is Wolverine. Which I'm fine and, with. In, in the comics, fine. It made sense. But in the movies, if you're talking movies instead of comics, yeah. but it's all the same lore, then it's definitely a situation where I'm like, I miss the cartoon. I miss the costume. And they didn't give it to us. So, um... Seeing the the, uh, the 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 trailer, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go check this out. I'm like, yeah. Usually, I, I'd be hyped. I'm not that hyped. That's yeah. showing something else with it. And as for the comic book, um, yeah, it was dope and different. Like Old Man Logan was dope. It was a different take where, like, you know, this story made sense. They had a situation. They played it out, and uh, yeah, took you on a ride and you rode along with it. And it took you on twists and turns. It was like, you know, let's drive through the the desert, Mad Max style. With villains yeah, running everything, yeah. and like uh, there's old man Logan, you know, and he, he's Wolverine, he's you know mastermind, not mastermind, but um, what's the Spider-Man oh, villain Mysterio, uh, Mysterio trick Logan into thinking that all the villains came out to fucking get him, but actually, as he was killing them all, he didn't know he was actually slicing up all the X-Men. But he killed all the X-Men. Was like, what the fuck? And then like you know, uh, from that day on, was like, I'm not popping my claws ever again. Tried to settle down, have. A, uh, a wife with some kids and like you know that when ba- Banner comes around that and pay, he had to pay rent to the Banners now they were such inbred you know gamma irradiated uh, hillbillies hillbillies yeah, they were hillbillies yeah Bruce that, Banner lived in the cave yeah right and so it was like they were such uh, inbred fucks that um, Wolverine was like you know what I'll just pay the rent to y'all and be good but then they came around and was like yeah we want you to pay more it's like I ain't got it so it's like you had to go on a mission to get the extra duchy. Uh, that's when it takes you across the desert it's, seeing all the villains. But it, uh, it's him with... Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, right? Like blind Hawkeye. I think he's blind. Was it blind or one-armed? Is he one-armed and blind? I don't know. No, I think he was just... Oh, fuck. I think he was blind. Wolverine, yeah, the whole reason he didn't pop his claws was because he killed all the X-Men. Right. But I thought he also killed... Um, it wasn't Spider-Man, right? Or Captain America. He didn't kill any of the Avengers. Or was it just the X-Men? Just the X-Men. Okay. Yeah, he killed the X-Men. And what it was was Red Skull got the idea to uh, organize the other villains into fighting uh, unpredicted uh, heroes. Yeah. That's why Mysterio versus Wolverine would work. Yeah. Because Wolverine ain't never faced them before and Mysterio's That's mental. True. You know, you know, it's kind of like Mastermind could have did it, but it's like Mastermind was caught up on some other shit fighting, you know, trying yeah. to get the Phoenix. But, um... Yeah, it was it was a situation where it's like it was it was a dope story, uh, and, w- and when he gets back from his his mission with Hawkeye, and I think he finds out that Hawkeye was a uh, what a double agent or betray betraying him or something like that. Something happened where they twist the story and everything. Wolverine gets there and it's like the whole mission's a bust anyway, yeah. and he has to return home with no money. But isn't because um, I remember reading it was for free. They had it out for free. I think it was the big issue of Old Man Logan with the cover on it. It shows him killing Hulks. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the end of that mission where he comes back home and I think his wife and kid are dead. All over my dad. The Hulks killed yeah, them all. They killed them all and then he goes kills them all. Yeah, he, and he killed all the Hulks and then he saves the last Hulk. Bruce baby. Banner. Yeah. No, he, he, he kills Bruce Banner by letting him eat him red and then doesn't he like... Comes out of him. Exactly, and then he yeah. takes the Hulk baby yeah. which he, he was going to kill yeah. and he goes on the road. Yeah, and exactly. Disappears. And they become like... Uh, 
um, what's that Japanese movie with the, the young bear, the young man and his kid, bear and cub? Uh, pretty much every apocalyptic movie, that's what they become, you know. They all come from there. Trust me, that shit is dope. Yeah, and it's well, is that is that the trade off we're getting? Because we're not getting the Hulk, the baby Hulk, so we're no, getting we're not, more. What of, we're getting because is it would thing. just be so wacky. What we're getting, well, not wacky, but it'd be so hard to put all that crap, all that story into the I movie. I know right that's now. What, that, but what it is is they own Logan and they own Wolverine and they own anything that's related to it. So any type of story that that comes out of Wolverine lore, they get to do what they want with it. And by so, they, we mean Fox Studios. Fox Studios. Marvel doesn't own uh, uh, the rights to the do anything with Spider-Man. Anything to do anything with the Fantastic X-Men Four, in, right? in, in the screen. Yeah. yeah. In the movies. So, like, um, they get to do whatever they want with them. So they're like, all right, you know, we want the idea of Wolverine getting older because we have Hugh Jackman coming to the end of his, uh, his contract. Yeah, that was his final movie, supposedly. Right. But let me, let me say this, though. Is it was that going to be the story, or was it like some dude on Twitter just put, "Hey, the next story would it be cool if it was Old Man Logan?" Because that has happened a couple of times with movies well, tra- like, or but, little ideas on Twitter well, or I don't know. things well, like well, that. Well, become... well, well, I just, I'm just for me, from working in the industry, like I can, I don't know, or just reading comic books, I can just see and be like, you know what, I can tell. It's leading to it's leading old to this man Logan because because it's because it's more than just what they're going to do with the story. There's yeah. contracts and, and and agreements and rights be, behind the movie. Yeah. You know that they that they have to fulfill or get fulfilled, or have you know get you know get discussed before they can do anything, or that they're only allowed to mess with. Yeah. So it's just like oh, they only got four years to to make a movie, and they wait to like the you know the, the last year, and then oh, we gotta put something out. You know why yeah. that movie sucks? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were like, yeah, we're gonna try to work with the studio or work with Marvel or like you know write the script and have it really worked out and get some yeah. professional try to really make a go of it because we love. Uh, the characters and the lore, then you would understand that. But yeah. they don't give us that. You know, if it's like Apocalypse X Men, the, the, the X Men Apocalypse, the movie, yeah. I was like, I, went, I was excited to see it. They'd be like, all right, what they going to do with it? And then I get there and I see it and I'm like, man, I know where this is going. You know, they have a movie in their heads to tell the origin and epic tale of Apocalypse and still introduce. <coughs> Jean Grey's Phoenix. And I'm sitting there like, why are they introducing this shit so fucking early? And I had to curse on that one. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> but it's so real, though. You know what I mean? How are they introducing this stuff so early when, um, what they, in my opinion, it's a franchise. They know they got money to, yeah. to like, you know, and people want to see the X-Men. So the fact to be able to make these movies, you can, you know you're going to get at least three movies to do something to fuck it up. Yeah. Or you'd be like, no, nah, we don't know. I'm like, well, well, don't, we'll set it up for the next motherfucker. You know what I mean? Set it but up for the next. It's not person. always like that, you know. You you go into the movie, you're expecting it. You always expect it to do good, but sometimes it doesn't. You know, true. Or, you know, well, I don't know. Some, sometimes when they make these movies, I'm like, were you expecting this shit to be good? Now, now I think we're expecting those comic book movies to be good because of how they're coming out in the Mar- caliber and the Marvel rate. has shown you exactly what it takes to make a good movie. You know, there are they have been enjoyable comic book movies before. Uh, well, for them it was a roller coaster ride. You know, like not all the beginning Marvel movies. Well, all were those, great. But now, all those beginning ones they, weren't Marvel. You got to realize they sold the franchise a long time ago to or the rights to uh, certain characters because. They were broke. Yeah. They didn't have Warner Brothers to back them like DC did. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like Iron Man 1. I enjoyed it. Iron Man 1 was, was their first yeah. one. Iron Man 2 Iron was like Man. whatever. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it was Iron oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, Iron Man 1. Because like when they did uh, the Ang Lee. Uh, the Hulk Incredible one. Hulk the one, Ang Lee Hulk. That was, that was, that was. That, that use the comic page thing that yeah, Marvel now yeah, uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel Studios was attached I, it, it, it to it. Was, but it yeah, was, it was. Yeah. It, it was like, I forgot what studio. Who, who put that out? Oh, I don't even know. I think it was Marvel Studios. And Fox, maybe? Maybe Fox. I don't know. Because whatever it is, well, they, 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 the sales didn't do so well where they like, hey, we gave it back to Marvel. The Edward Norton version of the Hulk was a Marvel one as well. That was that was Marvel. That, that was, was Marvel's Marvel. one of the early movies too, though. That was, I, yeah. I, I believe that was after that the was, first Thor. Or it was during the, the Thor movie. So there was Iron Man, then... Iron Man, Thor, Thor I believe. Then and Hulk. Then the, yeah. But the Hulk like flew under radar pretty much. It did, it, was, it did. I liked it. It was a pretty good movie. Edward Norton, I he's a great actor. Liv Tyler. I, I put all like over. this. I, I liked I liked it a lot. I didn't like the design of the Hulk as much as I liked the original of uh, the, uh, the first movie. The Ang Lee Hulk. I liked it. It was more rounded. It was more like bodybuilder. It was more like, you know, like I'm a fucking like mound of muscle. Yeah. While the, the, the new Hulk, I could see the computerized system in. Like I I could just I couldn't he looked too 
I like his hair being stringy and emo. Yeah. It looked, and it's like no no slight on Michael Turner, rest in peace. But I know that he drew the Hulk in a way that looked like I swear that they took it his designs and put it on the movie. Yeah. And it's like it was just it's like he and it's like it was too lean for my, not too lean, but like and this is the Ang Lee one, right? It was too it was like too too. And it's like in everything I say, I'm like, I know that he's supposed to be defined. He's supposed to be shredded. He's supposed to be vascular. And they came up with a computerized system in the 3D to yeah. make it look like that. But it just like, it, it didn't look like. Like how he should look? I don't know. Like, I ain't gonna say how he should look. It just, there's the, I, there's, when I think of the Hulk, I think of John Byrne's uh, interpretation of the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Mike Mignola's interpretation of the Hulk. I, I like rounded. I like big. I like, you know. So meaty you, troll, meaty troll handed. So you don't like the like, say the Hulk that has like the eight pack, and it's just like more muscle than like, I guess, rounded or more. I think, you know, I like, yeah, I think, I think that's what it is for me. It's like, and, and it's like, he should be. Let me break because you know what I mean. Well, I the, just, the I Hulk think is, is a monster, so he should be a monster, like a, uh, a like how you said a bodybuilder kind mm -hmm. of, right? Not like a defined, like oh, I got a six pack, like kind of Fight Club ish kind of shit, right? But it's like. But, but like with new technology and new new um, people's interpretations coming around, like yo, yeah. I'm gonna try to do it different. I gotta put my stamp on what, it. What, what about you know? Joss Whedon's version of Thor? If he was the one who did it, because remember, I mean, not Thor, um, Hulk in mm. the Avengers. Uh, Mark was it Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. What do you think of his Hulk? You know, like I, I have to accept it because I know behind the scenes it was like the first, the other dude. Uh, uh, was, uh, who was the other dude who was in the Ang Lee's one? Uh, Bruce David Bruce, Banner. Yeah, no, um, his real name Dan, David, David was Banner. Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Eric his name Banner. was Eric Banner. He was he was dope. Yeah. I, was like, I was like I'm down with him um, to be Bruce Banner. Word up. It's just it was a very it was because a the movie down. didn't do well. You know what it was? It was they the had villain. that poodle. They had that gamma irradiated <laughs> poodle, and it was Angley's poodle. He was like, I want my poodle to be one of these dogs. My dogs gonna be, be a funny. Star. You know what I mean? He's like, my dog's gonna be a star in this movie, and that's what he wanted. And that was one of the worst decisions he probably ever made. Like, look, and then he, Nick Nolte as the villain, which was it was all right, but he was. It's like, it's like everybody thinks of Nick yeah. Nolte in a in a weird manner. It's like, was he the perfect choice for your movie? Is that a slight on him? Like, like did he did he not play? that character nick nolte acted he did yeah, his thing he, he did his thing. can't blame it on him but i'm like if he's supposed to be a, well I, I meant like the villain like it was a letdown as like how a villain he was compared, his, compared his, that what, to what, the what, ever north one was like he was supposed to be it was zizax and um the absorbing man yeah he like pretty much he, he just can touch things if he's supposed it, to be the absorbing man yeah his interpretation of the absorbing man was weak yeah. Because like the Zorbi man was like a whole different character and it's like the fact that he was trying to mash characters together, turn somebody into somebody was like, all right, you're taking the lore and taking liberties with it instead of just taking what's written and just and playing with that. You're, you're, you're yeah. playing with it. You're, you're, you're like, oh, you're taking control and mashing this and turning this into that. I'm like, that's the Zorbi man doesn't look like that. Who was it? Who was, who was, who was, who? Well, Edward Norton's was Edward a, Norton. abomination. Remember, it was, uh, what's his name? Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. He, I love him. He's always a great actor. Tim Roth is an amazing freaking actor. Amazing. Uh, his, they did what they could with the CGI. He he didn't look bad. I like that fight. I got the payoff between a Hulk fighting something big and just punching the shit out of it. I loved it. Now we're waiting for Mark Ruffalo's version. We've seen him messing up stuff in the Avengers, but we want like his own villain. You know, like the Hulk fighting his own new villain. I'll say this: the Mark Ruffalo uh, interpretation of Banner is. I, I have to. Uh, he's a big dude, oh, and yeah. um, it's like I don't get the sense that he's like weak or or, or um, you know feeble or like you know timid or trying to like you know um, put himself in a box or make him make himself yeah. be meek and tempered so he doesn't draw any angry or any like you know temper around him. He he doesn't give the man a you know a, a sensation. He comes off more like you know like like a regular dude who has who has a problem where he gets angry. And I'm sitting there like, that's not to me um, what's dope about it. Yeah. Uh, when they see G and do the Hulk, I'm like, oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. No diggity. They fucking they crush it. I like I like the model of the uh, the new Hulk that they have in there. It it works. They got it down. He's he's a mix between uh, the Angley movie and the other movie. So it's like you know they like yo he's believable for me. So, um, but the Mark Ruffalo, and they even make him look like Mark Ruffalo yeah, a little the, bit. Yeah, the whole space was very right, Mark right, Ruffalo. Right. Like, it's and, I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not mad at that, you know. Uh, Edward Norton 
played better too, right? He, he played in the second movie. Yeah, he was the one that fought the right. domination. He was though, but I will say, I think I think it was probably difficult to work with behind the scenes, or they probably. Oh, maybe. Cause I think that's what it was because uh, he wanted. I think he wanted more creative control over it or something like that. And Marvel's like, nah, because they had got the right. Marvel got the right yeah, back. Yeah, they like, got this back. Is us, you know, doing the Hulk. Yeah. You know, and then when they were like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take control on the writing and do this, and he's like, yo, that shit is dope. Let's, let's punch it. But then it's like after they it came out, Edward Norton was like, I want this and that, and it's like, whoa, buddy, we, you know, calm the fuck down. You yeah, know? it's like the movie didn't even sell as well. Right, as, right. As like a, a typical Marvel movie would not. Right, right, right. Before it was a, a very a gamble. Mm-hmm. The first Thor, I don't think it made that much money, man. I don't know. I don't think it. I, think I remember it, I, don't go, think it I went to go see it, and I was like disappointed by the movie, and it wasn't even a lot of people. The first Iron Man, people went just because. Somehow Robert Downey Jr. is just Tony Stark. He is will forever be yeah. Tony Stark. It's just that's him now. They even draw Robert Downey Jr.'s face in the comics as Tony Stark. Oh, of course, of course, <laughs> no, of course. That's yeah, like you know, you Samuel can't even say that with Chris Evans. I don't see Chris Evans' face as the new Captain America. I don't. They still make their own version of Steve Rogers' face. It's I don't unless I'm reading yeah, the wrong. Yeah, no. Nah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say from from my perspective when I when I think about it uh, that I know that. These actors have a certain shelf life. Yeah. And you're allowed to absorb them for a certain amount of time. So you got to get it while you can. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's Captain America right now. Because if something goes wrong or if he gets hurt or something, they'll be trying to find the new Captain America. You have to accept that. Are they going to write him out of the story? do the death of Captain America and he's actually just gone yeah you know what I mean and then they bring in like you know the Winter Soldier well and eventually they... we are gonna lose all these actors that are playing these characters true, because true. eventually it will die out whether you bring in a new cast to play those same characters or you bring in uh, different characters to, you know to make in that new cast because you can also that's the end of that Avengers but you can also create a whole different Avengers there's so many different Avengers teams that are in comics that you can put in the movie you well, just got introduced those characters it, well they made they made it where it's like um teams can be interchangeable it's yeah. fashionable you know what i mean yeah. it's like the back in the day it was like if you were, if you're a motherfucking x-man you were x-man son yeah. ain't nobody else going you gotta be a mutant for one and then be like yo you gotta fucking go train in the danger room enough to be able to stand next to Wolverine and Storm and Beast and everybody to call yourself an X Man, you yeah, know what I mean? You got to take through the time, you know what I mean? And it's like, it was like at the time, it was like seven members. That was it. And it's like, yo, we didn't, we don't open the ranks to everybody yeah. else. A lot of people were like, yo, son, I'm, I'm still learning my powers. Or like, nah, you ain't worthy, son. You know. But it's like, or the Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's like you had to. It was only four of them because they were a family. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spider Man wanted to get in it, and he was like, he was like, nah, 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 nah. But then over time, it's like, you know, all right, unofficial, official. He, he proves his worth. And right, like, right, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You know I mean? You down, you down. Well, did you read, Um, I read something this week that apparently Marvel is bringing back the gold and blue X-Men teams next year. What gold and blue X-Men teams? Like for the comics, that either they're going to put certain teams in blue and certain teams in gold. So like Wolverine will be like, say, Team Gold and say Storm's Team Blue. And I guess they're going to pit them against each other or they're going to do something like that. Where did you read this at? Because I'm sitting there like, aren't they doing um, uh, the, the Inhumans versus the X-Men right now to kill off the X-Men so they can pump up the Inhumans yeah. because they can't do Jack with the X-Men because of their contract with Fox? I think it might be the the X-Men 92 because they brought back the classic cartoon and turned it into a comic book. Again. Yeah, I don't understand why they did that anyway. I was, I was reading that uh, this week and I was just like, okay, I didn't get it, but... Yeah, it's the same as you said. If you're trying to not make new mutants or anything, why are you trying to pump up? Why are you trying to pump this up? Are you tr- sales maybe? Well, I know that the idea is to keep as um, much of your licensing and uh, copyrights and trademarks and stuff. And a way to do that is to make sure you got something of whatever you copywritten in publication. Yeah, that's why you have a lot of teams named the new defenders and like oh, they're, but they're a new team or something. And then it's like all of a sudden it's like oh, you you don't see them for a while. Then they showed up with a new team because they're trying to keep that name. They yeah. have a certain amount of years to do something with that name so they can keep the rights. Well, that's the same with the Fantastic Four, right? Like yeah. They, the comics, they're basically not in comics anymore, right? Oh, they they, they, they killed that because who, who, Fox? Fox owns it, yeah. So, and then like Fox and Sony have, Fox and Marvel have beef because back in the days when Marvel was like, yo, son, uh... They sold the rights to the X Men to do something in the movies and stuff, but they didn't do anything with them 
forever. So Marvel's like, we're going to put out the TV show called Mutant X. Yeah. So then the Mutant X was getting good and everything. Fox was like, yo, what the deal with y'all? y'all? You know, how y'all going? Like, we got the rights to put your stuff on the screen. And Marvel's like, not for television. Yeah. And Fox was like, word. <laughs> screw y'all. We're going to... Screw Marvel, you know what yeah, I mean? We're gonna yeah, hold. We're gonna make the move. We're now. gonna make the move now. You know, now we're gonna do what we want with it and everything. So then, like you know, Mutant X went the way of the dodo, or whatever reason, because it was getting good, and then all of a sudden it just, man, it stopped or whatever. They Legal took it off the problems, air. Maybe. Legal problems and stuff like that. Because Marvel was like, you know what, we ain't making the money, da da da, whatever. Yeah. Um, but Fox was like, or the Fox or Warner Brothers. Well, Fox owns Marvel. No, no, no. I mean, not Marvel. Um, X Men. Fox and Sony, Sony also Sony owns Spider-Man. Are you sure they don't own X-Men? Oh, they all... Basic thing is Marvel... I mean, Sony and Fox own those three main or four main characters. Paramount? No, no Paramount, Paramount doesn't own it. Only no, no. Right. That's just Fox and Sony. They're, Fox and Sony. They own... Um, Marvel had beef with Fox. Spider-Man, X-Men. They don't have beef with Sony. Because like I said, Marvel's doing yeah. things... Marvel's able... Well, they Sony recognized now that like, yo, Marvel knows yeah. what they're doing and we keep effing up on Spider-Man. Well, that's how we're getting the new Spider-Man, the homecoming. Which they, is going to be... partnered up with Marvel. Right, 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 right. And now everybody's like, we're on board. Yeah. And it's like, because they put him in the, um, the Avengers War. the Civil War, yeah. knocking out the park. I liked him. A lot of people didn't like him, but I didn't have what a did, problem What did they with... like? What was wrong? I don't know. Like? Some people just didn't like the, the young Spider-Man. The Haters. Way, the way he was, the cockiness. I guess people... Haters. They're not used to the banter that he gives you in the comic, like as into the movie. Like, Topher Grace gave you a good amount of banter, but not, like, Spider-Man banter, really. Right. And then Andrew Garfield, kind of the same, but, you know, and they they're hoping the new kid can, like, what it is, so what far, it is, yeah. What it is, what it was for my, like, when um when Topher went emo in the third one, uh, he, he dropped that. the ball. Yeah. He was like, what, what is this shit? You're like, it, it just it just made him corny. When you decided to put Eric Foreman as Venom is when you just dropped the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why they get, like, you know, like, some, some, some bodybuilding rep you know right some muscle head or somebody big somebody yeah. who's a, somebody who's from the book the guy who played sandman should have played venom <laughs> that'd have been better that'd have been better that'd have been better that'd have been better you know what yeah. I mean? and, and that's no slight on Topher for grace because he's no as an actor he does his thing and shit you know it's just sometimes movie stars aren't casted right for the role it's all and about it, the casting yeah and it's you know all about the cast it's about the name of the person so you can people can watch the movie but, but sometimes that's the thing about work. it also people think like oh um because it's a name or a face people want you know like that's why we that's why we're seeing that person yeah. which is true but then again, it's like like when Ryan Reynolds was like, "Look, I'm gonna watch the mask and be Deadpool." Yeah. For like you know most of the movie like that, it's like he proved to people like it ain't always about the face, you know. It's him underneath acting this character, play this character, pull this character off and be successful, and the people will love it. You'll have people who are down with it and faithful well, to it. Yeah, because he did. He he's lives that character now. I mean, he did those little commercials before the movie came out, which is like, "Hi, I'm Deadpool. Oh, I'm just drinking my coffee, or right, you know, stuff right, like right, that." Right. And that works because that's it just hits, viral. It hits that's, that. that's just him just plus, embracing it, it. It also doesn't hurt the fact that like a uh, past couple of years now, Deadpool has been going on a rise. Like people have been fucking Deadpool everything. Well, Deadpool that's because comedy, well, Deadpool that was everything. that was because um, Marvel didn't own the rights to Spider Man. Yeah. So in the books, they was like, yeah, if we can't fucking do what we want with Spider Man uh, and, and take him to the next level, because in comics they've proven that oh, you know, beyond the comics is is television or movie. Yeah. So it's like, if we can't do what we want with them for the movies, they're like, well, you know, who else can we big up in the comic books? Yeah. Well, Deadpool's the, the next closest thing to Spider-Man, um, to Spider-Man in yeah, the Marvel Universe. Much. So they started, there was, there was a big old thing, a big old push in Marvel Comics to big up Deadpool. Yeah. And so it's like, and that was like, they were like, yeah, we can't do what we want with Spider-Man, we're going to big up Deadpool. And so that's what it was. And so now it's like, all of a sudden, everybody's like Deadpool crazy. And it's like, well, that's been a, in the works for for a well, long yeah, time. Well, yeah, you could you could see it in the comics where because he pops up with everybody. A Deadpool teams up with pretty much the whole Marvel. Because they couldn't do what they like Wolverines. And Wolverine's it's always a wacky story. They used to do stuff because he's fun. Yeah. So you can like like Wolverine's fun. I mean, um, Deadpool's fun, and you can bring him in on almost any type of story and make and, and make make that more interesting. Yeah. So they couldn't do it with Wolverine. Like Wolverine lost steam because once they told his origin, people didn't give a care anymore. Like, yeah, eh, you know, Wolverine's still cool, but you know. James Hewlett or Howlett, yeah. we don't care. Howlett. You know what I mean? We don't care. You know? <laughs> and then it's like, um, they're like, like I said, Spider-Man is their like bread and butter. Like he's their their icon. There's Superman, there's Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's Batman. It's like there's Wonder Woman. There's certain icons 
And it's just like Spider-Man is one. But they're like, we can't take him and put him in the movies. What else can we do with him? Eh, you know. We can't do nothing with him right now. So we'll just keep him around because he's us. Yeah. He's every, we, every but, day Joe. But Deadpool is ours. Yeah. We have Deadpool and can't nobody else touch that. So we can do whatever we want with him. So let's start bigging him up. You know, we keep putting out these movies, seeing what's going on. I'm surprised yeah. that Marvel did not, you know, like put it out there or, or support the, the cause. Maybe they were. I don't Which, know. Because it was a rated R movie as well. And they didn't really, you know, a lot right. of Marvel movies aren't rated. Well, any of them aren't rated R. None of them are. And this was a gamble. And Deadpool was already a gamble in the X-Men, in the Wolverine movie when they fucked up that character. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, we're going to take a big gamble by getting the same guy to play him again and do a movie with him. Which is what I felt, and I may be wrong about no, this, but I felt the same way about um, the guy who played Superman in Superman Returns. Like, he could have given another chance. Oh, he Brandon Roth? Yeah, Brandon Roth could have done I another great Brandon Superman. Yeah, he, if you he, had he, given him a yeah, better director yeah. or whatever, no, that's your, 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 I believe correct. he would have been amazing. You are, you he, are correct. He had that Chris Reeve vibe to me, like that magical old school yes, Superman. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I love it. Like the uh, kryptonite real estate scam, but yeah. from the director was horrible choice. Yeah, very horrible choice. Well, now he's in a uh, Legends of Tomorrow as a uh, as the Adam as the Adam. Yeah, so it's good that we still have him. He's you know? still he's still there, which is cool. But I'm like, he could have been Superman. Yeah, Brandon, and it's like um the the Superman we have though is just like he knocks Henry out the park. Henry Cavill is amazing as Superman. Too too serious Superman. I don't I don't like like it. It. I, but it's like they're no, not. He's I do the, not like Lois Lane. Uh, what's no, her name? not at all. I don't even know. I, I don't, like I don't that even shit. care. She <laughs> needs to go. It's like she does not bring anything. Like like who the Margot Kidder was the the original Lois Lane. Uh, I think it was Rocky's wife. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. she brought gravity to her oh, role. Yeah. Like I said, from the first scene when like. The, she she falls out the helicopter and then Superman catches her. Yeah, and he, she's like, you know, he's like, don't worry, I got you. He's like, you got me. Who's got you? Yeah. You know, he's like, and she's like, what the fuck? You know, that right with that right there, her her deliverance of that is like, she, it was spastic. It was cool. It was like real. It was believable. Yeah. It was like, it was that. She's like, I'm a quirky woman. I'm a real woman. It's like you took my breath away. Type. Yeah, you know, it it was delivered with that line, like all that. And this new Lois Lane hasn't delivered anything to to wave near that. Not saying that this person can't act. Yeah, she just ain't bringing. She's, she's, she's not Lois Lane. She's a great actress, though. Like she is. I forget her name. I didn't see that. But she's a. You no, just don't she's care. She's a pretty good actress. She. I've seen other movies, like serious movies that she's done, and it works. But yeah. yeah, I think it's also because of the times. Like that's what Zack Snyder saw as the woman of this time that would he deal with Superman. To, he needs not to the stay, kind of like everyday woman who's like, oh my god, you're Superman. He this needs is like to stay a, off of characters too. Quit, quit giving him the power over iconic characters like that. Get, give him dark characters. Not the not the bright ones, not the hopeful ones. Not Batman and not, turn him even darker. Right, but right. Someone who was already because what it is because that's all like that's the Dark Knight man. It's like you know, there's only one Batman now. Batman's supposed to like break bones and and I'm like, that, that's not what it, what are you doing? That's like that's that was a story. <laughs> that was a story. You know what I mean? What is the overall icon of Batman? It's not yeah. that he's breaking bones and terrorizing people with machine guns on his cars and everything. It's like. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, he, he he strikes terror, yeah, and, and and weak-minded individuals, which he considers criminals. You know what I always laugh about is Batman will like mess you up so bad that it will break your bones, right? Why isn't that you never see in Gotham a bunch of gangsters wearing casts or just all messed up because he pretty much beats that, up the that's, whole that's, crime That's their time being low. You son. you, you got to figure <laughs> it takes months to fix your bones again. And that is you true. See the Batman, that is true. Like, that is true. That is true. Bone. Well, you know, like I said, with, with, when you're doing storytelling, you know, there's a there's a level of like you know time and disbelief. Be like, yeah, you know, it's supposed to be a year because every year there's a Christmas episode where it gets snowy. Yeah. But does that mean that it's official year? You know, what I mean, these comics come out when you read them. They're like they're stories, and when you when you read the story, it's like, oh, it's it's in the winter. This is taking place when it's cold. Yeah, I have to accept that. You know, what I mean, and, and be along for the ride, or be like, yo, this is the summer, or it's that night. Just accept it and go along with it. You know, the changing of the seasons and the years. Yeah, like because I will say right now, it doesn't make a difference because they've when they when they revamp the universes, it yeah. fucks up the continuity, yeah. and that whole disbelief is out the window. Because like for them reaching. Issues one hundred and yeah. or two hundred or whatever. It's they have to stick with it so long that they prove it to us that they're like, oh, we're gonna jump the shark and change well, the boat. It's, it's like they did scared. in the the newest Batman, not the one that's out now, but the new Fifty Two Batman. At the very end, was Batman discovered a some someone? It wasn't the Lazarus Pit, but it was a Dynesium or Dynesium oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 and it apparently Dynesium. it 
his memory was lost, but all his scars and everything were completely gone. Be, yeah, so he it, was a brand it's new the, Batman. It's the purest, the purest version of the Lazarus Pit, I guess. Yeah. So, where, so basically, know. it's Batman Year One body with Batman Year whatever knowledge. Right. So it's supposed to make him better. Better. Now. Well, so he can keep drawing him young. Like, why is Batman so young? Yeah. And I, I and I can understand that. Like, um, but aren't it, you aren't you turning him into like a somewhat of a god then? If you're giving him the, the purest form of the as, Lazarus as Pit? many. As or, or as many supernatural experiences that he comes across as, as, as the weirdest people that he knows, yeah. and he hasn't come across a, a, a youth reversing pit, a fountain of youth yet. Yeah. Why not? You know what uh, I mean? That's the beauty of comics. I just don't like when corporate decisions happen behind the scenes and change things up and just take away all the continuity yeah, because yeah. they're like, like I said, just write better stories. Yeah. Just just pick superior artists. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just just. Be true to your audience or whatever. You know, give them don't don't think don't give them what you think that they want. Yeah. Give them what you know they need. You know what I mean? And then just be true to the story that, be you, true to that you were gonna write, that you were gonna intend on doing, you know. Right. Don't get crazy with it. Right. Don't, don't fucking I've seen that happen a lot where like it starts off pure and then it goes crazy. It goes right off because the handle. You, because you get different uh writers or editors or, you know, artists. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast. When you get a situation where you can actually like keep your writer and your artist together for issues, yeah, that's that's rare. That's that's commitment. That's that's like, lightning in a bottle, pretty much. And well, no, it's like it's a sign of the times. So yeah. Right now, like companies aren't paying the rates unless you're working at a Marvel or DC. So then it's like uh, when you're doing your own independent situation, unless you like you got your your second job, yeah, to pay your bills, and then you work on your own book and you put it out. You know, who's doing that really uh, at, at a level where you can be like, ooh, Marvel's like, yo, I'm checking for you. Image is yeah, like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? People are checking for you in Hollywood to be like, yo, we like your story. You know, let's let's print it as a movie or something. Let's get it out there. That's that's the level of where you're trying to take some stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you can't blame Marvel or DC for putting the stuff out there. I, I, I blame them for, for letting so many heads of the Hydra dictate who they biting or, or, or dictate, you know, where their, their direction is. Yeah, what, yeah they, but, what they think is going to be like. What they think is going to be like. Because somebody yeah. be like, you know, Fluffy doesn't like, you know, Pink, you know, yeah. or she doesn't like, she doesn't understand why their underwear on the outside of Superman's costume, you know, well, why they're there. I've, I remember reading a couple articles and then at Comic-Con this year, they mentioned something about a Wonder Woman, and I guess DC would fire certain artists for drawing Wonder Woman too sexy or drawing her not the way they want to draw her now. You know, because they want to like they want to draw her like as a what a powerful woman who doesn't have to dress sexy to change. Everybody's the world. just scared of being sexist and, and offending people right now. Yeah. You know, like um, I can understand that there are certain artists who drew superheroes um, back in the two, early two thousands and whatnot and before. Extra sexy, yeah. extra curvaceous, and like you know, just superhero anatomy quotations. Blink, blink. That's and just and not even was. the the women in the comics, like even guy characters were drawn that way. Like there's plenty of Cyclops images where he's without a shirt and he's just ripped. Well, you know, you know, I'll put like this. Well, to be a superhero, there's a certain level of activity that you're supposed to exhibit to get a physique like yeah. that. So Cyclops having a ripped physique. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. Him taking his shirt off, he should have a, some a ripped physique. Spider Man should have a ripped physique. Well, the next Captain men, America, the next all women of should. All well, well, I will say this: when it comes to how certain artists drew females, yeah, and how they drew them extra curvaceous, I'm not meaning thick in the hips and really thick in the yeah. thighs and thick in. The, they drew them like tight waist, oh, big, no, yeah. big, big boobs, D, big yeah. D shaped cut boobs and everything, extra hips. You know, so it was like over-sexualize, you know, unrealistic expectations yeah. of a female, you know, represented in a comic book. And people are like, yo, son, you know, that that's not that's not real women. Yeah. And that's because certain artists were like, you know, I draw what I like. I draw what people want. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, I like big butts and I can't deny. This is going to sell. For years, I tried to give them medicine. Like, I'm not going to draw women like that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to resist and try not to do what everybody else is doing. But then I realized, I'm like, what the fuck am I tripping over i'm like everybody wants they, they like this they want it just give it to them your way yeah you don't have to do what the next dude did but you can do it your way so it's the same almost as like the whole underwear off and on on the outside with superheroes well see like i i, I love the fact that dc back in the day had superheroes with underwear on the outside and, and they had it for modern days and it was just a part of the legacy it yeah. was just part of the history it made it chic you know they spe- especially at a point 
when it, it got to the point where people were like, "Oh, it's, it's underground fetish. It's it's a uh, real time. It's like the the like reality." People used to go to parties and dress as a superhero, and yeah. that'd be part of the costume. That'd be part of the thing. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. It was like it was, it was funny. It was fun. It was all you know. It was like it was it was a sense of history and legacy to it. Uh, and then people were like, you know, well, why, why, why are they wearing underwear? You know, just yeah. we don't do that nowadays. Let's let's take them off. And so now it become a rule, especially at DC, like all the heroes in in design are taking underwear, taken off. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can do that. Uh, you make it a mandate. So it's like taking that out in a way has made it where people nowadays don't even think about it as much because yeah. Superman's not wearing them. Yeah. You know, Captain America doesn't have him anymore. Captain America made sense because he's a soldier, but Superman's outfit is a uniform. You know what I mean? It, I think even Wolverine's has changed from underwear to the, just pants. Yeah, up, right? yeah, yeah. Cyclops, but, of course. Cyclops, Wolverine, you can tell. Wolverine's outfit isn't a uniform. Yeah. Like I said, for mine, Superman's outfit is Superman's outfit. Yeah. There's no other like it. So when they take and change it, it's like you're you're changing. You're making it where super, like policemen have to wear spandex. Because somebody came in, it's like spandex is that high eighties look, <laughs> you know, and it's just like you know, it's like they they should be more active, and it like it yeah. gives them more leg room. So it's just like, why are you changing that? You know, back in the days when like uh, somebody's costume was changed, it was part of the story. Like I was reading the Fantastic Four with John Byrne when the Fantastic Four went to the negative zone um, and spent like a month there and trying to get back. Something went wrong with the portal, but when they came back, it reversed the colors on their outfit. So before it was blue and black, yeah. Uh, when in the original outfit colors, and then it switched from like white collars and white gloves to like bluish leathery black, you know, uh, yeah. instead of blue. So it's just like, oh, and I never knew how it changed or why it yeah. changed. I just knew that like John Byrne changed it, and I loved the design. That was my favorite, you know, Fantastic Four design. Simple I, to the point. It's just classic looking. I think I, kinda, that, I think that's almost the same as I believe it was Hickman uh, when he wrote Fantastic Four. They had the white. Fantastic Four suit, like the jumpsuit, all suit, white. But it was all yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't yeah. mad at that either. I ain't mad at the like. By that time, they were like just changing the Fantastic Four's costume, all, like randomly. Every like time, every, every time much. a new writer yeah. got on it, and new artists, new costumes. And I'm sitting there like, man, that's that's redundant. I don't really, you know, like it's just, they just ran. Like you just know you're gonna get one, so it's not as special to me. Well, this you know this I mean? is the thing is when you come in and draw something, do you want to draw? exactly what you grew up with and liked or do you want to draw your own version of that character like you come in and draw wolverine or superman right and with the underwear do you your own version add the underwear or do you don't just because i was like, raised like if i go to your house i'm not gonna leave things in your house to change the appearance of your house yeah you know what i mean yeah. i'm gonna come to your house and appreciate your house yeah. you know and if it's okay for me to leave something and or are you are you asking for something you're like yo can i have that or something i'm like yeah you can take this or you know, or if it's necessary, then yeah, take that. But I'm not yeah. going to just come in your house and change the landscape, move the furniture around and shit, because I'm thinking like, oh, I think the couch would be better under the window. <laughs> yeah, feng shui. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't messing with your feng shui, homie, you know? So I'm sitting there like, you get your feng shui up. So I'm sitting there like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm drawing a classic character, the challenge is to go in and draw that character like it was before me, but to be able to draw it my way. Yeah. So if I'm drawing like you know Superman, I'm not gonna try to draw Superman like you know Jim Lee. I'm not gonna try to yeah. draw it like John Byrne. I'm not gonna try to draw it like whoever did it before me. And I'm like, no. Yeah. But it's it's for me to take everything that's come before me and draw it the best way I can, underwear and all. Yeah. So if Superman has underwear on the outside and whatnot and so forth. My job is to draw that shit and make it look as artistically and aesthetically pleasing as possible. Yeah. And so when I do that, I'm successful at my job. Oh, yeah. Not getting up in there and changing the landscape and the board to make it fit me, yeah. to make it where it's easier for me to interpret what I want to do. Be like, oh, I need to I need to change the rules because I, I don't really draw feet that well or <laughs> I can't do this because I don't like that. So let me change that. It's like, like I said, there are artists who draw big hand, meaty hands and, and feet and, and everything because that's just their style. Yeah. And it's interesting to see the interpretation of a, of a Superman yeah. or a character like that. Like, oh, that, hmm, okay, that's interesting or that's, that's a fail or success. And that's how you that's how you get to see, like, you know, somebody's interpretation just rise to the top and be like, wow, did you see that person's interpretation? Some people draw characters and you don't, in a horrible way. Yeah, 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 it. that's true. I've, I've seen most of them. Like, so, <laughs> I've seen good amounts of them, like, drawn bad. Hmm. But which one do you, to you think you've seen the most evolve? Like just 
through different artists. Like, to me, I've seen Beast evolve in so many different ways from just the way he's drawn as a Beast. But see, some I don't like, some well, I do. Well, 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 the same thing with the Hulk. Is once, some again, Hulk hold on, some... once again, and I ain't trying to ruin it, ruin it for people or you, it's a corporate decision, brother. Yeah. Beast has changed looks because writers get on him and, and like, oh, well, he, he he's mutating again. Yeah. It's a part of it's a story. It's a story loop or a story thread that they can they can pull in conveniently and be like, you know, he's got cancer. Oh, but he's mutating and he comes back to life and it's like he has a, a peanut head and like you know, it's just a whole different head shape to his neck and everything. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what is this? Or like he like he he he's had a cat look before. You know, and I'm like, yeah, he looked like a cat, which is always weird. Right, and I'm like, I'm like. I I don't understand. Like if it, it, it's like it just it just weirds me the, the f out. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's like so you can't be like and the artist just goes in and be like, oh, you got to change him now. Uh, you yeah. know, the artist doesn't get that much power. You know, they get to determine what specifically he can look like. Yeah. But the writer is like, oh, he he's mutated and he looks like this. You know, long head. And da, 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 da. So you're you coming know. in the right for beast, and someone tells you you're gonna draw a cat today. You have to draw the beast like a cat. You gonna have to do it. Yeah. It's just up to you to come if up with the most. If you want to get paid, if, you yes, have to do it, right? It's yeah. just it's you, if you can come up with the most interesting cat head or creative cat head or yeah. or, or the most on the nose cat head design. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like for mine, when he when he originally turned blue, I love that design. I love that era of the beast. Yeah, and it's like if he changed back into that, um, be perfect for me. It's almost like the thing. Where yeah. like the, you know they tried to mutate the thing and make it more spiky or more lumpy. Yeah, the, things. the thing changed a lot as well. He has, but it's okay for mine. There's still there's there's still rock formations on him. They're still messing with his organics and stuff. Not his bone structure. Not, oh, yeah, not, he's, not he's still his, the big dude, but like his outside. His, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, his texture has changed, yeah, yeah. and it's like they tried to do the thing with the beast, but it's like like I said, they're changing his skeletal structure, yeah. and I'm like. That's just too much. That's too much. Now, if you change him back into the uh, the beast, his original uh, blue fur yeah. transformation, and then want to mutate him like, all right, uh, longer fingernails, you know, that that's, that should hurt. But, you know, but I'm like, that's still much. Or, yeah. like, or like, you know, like uh, he gets a more beast-like, he loses his mind. They've done that. But if they do it in a different way, make him more primal or something. Um, like I said, like like just longer hair or something. Like this, just don't change his skeletal structure what is your prefer your favorite beast mine i would have to say the i'm pretty sure it's the jim lee one right the one from the x-men cartoons that see that was the interpretation of uh, like his shakespearean beast i, right, also I know like the i know i know, I know. that's see, how i always thought beast was was a shakespearean very smart man but he's just an animal outside but he he was a when okay. he was in the x-men he was a very intelligent uh person yeah who just happened to have uh, big, big hands feet. and big feet, <laughs> yeah. and like you know the you know beastly appendages, and like you know could like you know bounce around and like you know be more agile and super strong. Yeah, but he was like very intelligent, and so he was very um, like you know trying to hide his hands and feet from people. So then like uh, he tried to be smart and mutate himself and try to kill his mutation or whatever and change it. Yeah, and it ended up mutating him and going blue fur. So, so you can see they're keeping it simple, but like, oh, you know, now you got blue fur. So, like, was, was that was just a um, his evolution, right? Like, was it, a, like it wasn't. Like it was the, a forced evolution. Was, it wasn't necessary yeah. when it's through chemicals. Like he was going to be blue anyways. No, or was, no, or no, 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 like, no. See, no, no. See, I don't know. There's yeah. no way of telling that. It's yeah. not saying that the chemical that he made and ingested sped up his mutation. Yeah. Or actually fucked with his mutation. And turned him blue. Yeah. In my mind, from reading it and going through it and like loving the character as it is, it's like I think it's the thing where it's like, yeah, you, you mess with your mutation in a way that you know the result was you got blue fur now. Yeah. So it's like, oops, uh, you know, you know, now what you're gonna do? Your mutation's on the outside even more. Well, so was... to mess with the character to make him more, yeah. more, to make him more of a dynamic character. Be like, you know, you, you were tripping off having big hands and feet. Some people like big hands and feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now you have big hands, feet. Everything, fur everywhere, yeah. fangs, claws. It's just like now you, you know, like you like now you, you know, like what you gonna do? And so you had to live with that, like Nightcrawler. Yeah. So like that made him instantly relatable to me because I'm like a brother got to wear that brown skin all the time. Yeah. So like the Beast and Nightcrawler have to wear that blue skin all the time. So I'm like, I can relate to you. You get away from your character when you start turning him into a lion, when you change his head to a peanut yeah. size. He just becomes like, you know, oh, he's just a smart guy. He's just like, he, he's this element. You well, know? There, there was another interpretation where he was like a bear. Like, he pretty much looked like a bear. 
Like, yeah, I was like, what the hell are they doing? That would probably be the artist who drew him or something. And let's, like, really? really turn him into a yeah. bear? No, not like a, like a full-on bear, but he looked like a bear. Like, he was, his face, everything was like, all right, this is probably part of his mutation. Who knows? But it's the same thing with the Hulk. Like, how you said, you get every artist's different interpretation of the Hulk. Right. How would you do the Hulk? Like, the original, like, Hulk, where he looks like, what is he, like, the flathead that he had? And, like, um, like the gray Hulk kind of thing? Well, for, for me, when I draw the Hulk... I like to draw the Hulk like, like old school, my way. Like I said, he's big, he's bulky, he's a, he's a big ass square box of muscle. Yeah. Um, his head shape, uh, square jaw. Like it's like, like you give him hair or no hair on the head. Yeah. Of course I give him hair. I, I love his. I love giving him a full head of hair. I hate when people give him like like dumb haircuts. What about a maestro? How do, do you like how he looks? Like I like it. I have he to has, accept the beard I, I, and I the have, hair. I have to accept how they interpreted him. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, having him, the beard and the hair, old Hulk, dope. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, just, give him the, just give him a big old, like, you know, like, I don't know, like a um, home of the prairie type beard and haircut. You <laughs> right? know what I mean? Like, he just, like, just grew. He, he fucked trying to style it and braid it up well, and shit. The old Hulk, to me, was always like a Conan, the Arnold movies. Right. Like, remember at the very end of the Conan yeah. movies, you would see Arnold just sitting on down. On his throne, kicking and it. And then the, the second one, he's just old, like Conan. Yeah. I was always like, that's what the Hulk is going to be. Like, he's just a barbarian And that's what he was, and that's what he could turn into He became that. that. He definitely became that with the maestro interpretation of him. Um, But it's it's that it's like, yeah, you, like I said, you, you just know, it's just like, yo, that story was dope. Yeah. Hulk is going to become that. After everybody else goes away, yeah. accept it. That's his character. Bam. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, all right, you know, is his fashion sense is. It's just like, it's like you have to accept the sensibility of that artist's interpretation of that world. Yeah. You know, the writer's interpretation of that world, what he told him. To, like, yo, the Hulk sits back with a big old beard. And they were like, <laughs> I'm going to draw some chicks chick kicking it on the side. And they put some French braids in his beard. You Braid know? his hair. Give Braid all his the hair. Because they like to play in his hair. Because yeah. he's a big pimp daddy. You know? <laughs> It's like you're like, all right, you know, okay, that's cool. I ain't mad at you, but you got to be along for that ride. Yeah. Now everybody has their own interpretation of like what they think the Hulk should look like if he gets old and gray. Yeah. Like when I draw him like the Maestro, either I'm gonna have to do it because that's his evolution, or I'm gonna be like, this is my interpretation of the Hulk yeah. getting older. And when I do it, would I be like, he doesn't have beard, he doesn't have a beard because I'm like, I don't like beards. Yeah. You know. But I'm like, no, I, for me, I just draw what it is without any of the fancy, um, fancy shit. Yeah. I just gave him, like, by that time, hopefully he has some pants that doesn't, you know, erode or whatever. <laughs> or, or, the, the or are they sitting the around naked? Pants. We call them you know the what I mean? Pants. Are they magic pants or are they sitting around naked in a cave somewhere? You know, like, what is Hulk now? If you're like, yo, I'm old, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You he's just what hanging what around with his dong out, going, like, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. People don't mess with him. Like, I would like to see senile Hulk, like, just a crazy Hulk, like, just flipping people off outside. Get off my lawn. Like, he forgets his <laughs> pants. You know, crashes his car into the mall. Wow. I don't know how to drive. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I, I see where you go. <laughs> wow. I like to see my superheroes get old. Yeah, you I, do. I, old and die. That's, yeah, you that's do. what I like. And see now. Yeah, see now, old and die. How, how fucking fun would see now Wolverine be? <laughs> Not fun, because it's like, he'd be scratching your car up with, your, with his claws. It'd just be randomly going off. Just going berserk randomly. <laughs> flipping the fuck, fuck out. Like, damn it, Logan, we can't hang out no more. You just cost me too much money. Right? You crazy ass. Old man Logan. <laughs> I know. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was also the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out. Yeah. And what do you... I mean, they didn't really show a lot either. It's a teaser. What, what, yeah, it's a they're teaser. They're not supposed to show you nothing. It's supposed, that movie ain't even done, I don't think, a filming. So they're like, we got to whet your appetite. Mm -hmm. We got to get you ready for dinner. Yep. You know, you saw the <laughs> other one. Yeah, we got, we, we got the formula, baby. You want to see more of these cats? We got you. We even got Baby Groot in a suit. Baby Groot. We got you every time with that one. Oh. And Rocky Raccoon, you love him. The fact that we got uh, Drax talking all like, you know, one-on-one -on -one with uh, Star-Lord. And you're like, you know, I love that. Hugs. He's like, do you need a hug? You know what I mean? You look like you need a hug. The unexpected. And he just hugs him. He's like, what? Right? Unexpected. Big dude. You know. Dude, Batista, for being a wrestler and all that, like, I'd never expect him to be a good, like, actor. But, I mean, he was also in James Bond, the Spectre. He was pretty good. He was just a big brute in that one. But, I mean, he's the same thing in, in ah, Guardians. He's a big brute in this one as well. That's, that's dumb <laughs> on you to think that Batista can't act. No, I know it is. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, I realize that he's a great fucking actor because Drax is, like, that humor is awesome. He gives awesome. him depth. He gives, yeah, he gives, he, he gives, it's, a dry, it's a dry realistic. You have to play a character 
that doesn't realize the, the the funny in what he's doing. Yeah, he's just he's playing him like he's pure emotion. He's a character that's pure, he's a very uh, literal man, very, very literal, very literal. Yeah. you know what I mean. And it's like I've read Drax in the comic books when I, I didn't I didn't pick that up, but I'm like that did get some depth. I can I can yeah. ride with that, you know. And it's like Batista's like I can find humor, I can make him memorable and and funny. And cool in in this area, and, and now that they know the formula. Yeah, they got it's it. It's up to them to be like, you know, like let's put him in situations where, like, you know, he's very literal and trying to be sympathetic. Yeah, very literal and being very scary. Very literal and being like, you know, scared or this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's your formula. Play it. Yeah, it's not bad. I like the first one. I really love Ronan because I love Ronan in the comics. Okay. Ronan the Accuser is yeah. awesome. Like, yes, he's a bad guy, but he turns into a good guy. He ends up helping out in the Annihilation War and the Annihilation Conquest. Okay. He ends up helping out a lot. Okay. Uh, he helps out the Avengers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, right. a lot of people. Right. He becomes a badass character. So I'm hoping that he comes back because I know he just, he didn't die. Uh, Ronan I will be he, back. I think, well. If anything, by um, Infinity Gauntlet right. or Infinity Wars, whatever they're calling it, yeah. uh, Thanos will bring him back. Probably. At the just like how he brought back, uh, was it Nebula, right? Remember in the comic? Yeah. He brought her back. Yeah, so, did. yeah, you know, I'm sure Thanos is going to do something like that. But with um, the Guardians, though, what do you think about the comics, though? Have you ever been a big fan of them? I've read a couple here and there, and I I was a fan of, I think it was like two years ago, the run that they had. I think mm. it was uh, Jason Aaron, I think. I'm not sure. But... I was a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy from back in the day when they had um, Vance Astrovic and uh, Charlie Seven and, like... Um... The original team, yeah, because I was like, "Ooh, who are these misfits or whatever?" And I was like, "I'm yeah. down with this." And then uh, they relaunched them with Jim Valentino doing the art, and they had a long run on it. And I read all of those. I was, they were introducing characters um, like the like the daughter of Wolverine, you know, yeah. or like you know Captain America Shield. Um, it was in the hands of Vance Astrovic, uh, but then it's like you know, but it was around that long in the legacy of Captain America still withheld. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like I said, it, it was like the interpretations or future interpretations of the characters that you like in yeah. the Marvel Universe um, in the future stories. And I forgot who wrote it, but I know Jim, Jim Valentino, who did Shadowhawk for Image, yeah. um, one of the forefathers of Image Comics, is uh, did the book for the longest of times. Yeah. And when he did, when he got off of it, it was it didn't feel the same. You know, what, what, do you remember what year that was? Like the, the whole run? Was it like, um, like the 80s, 90s? 90s. I want to say '90s. What was I picking up? Valentine. I was like, I was reading Excalibur, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, X Factor by Casada, I think. Yeah. You know, so it was down that era. So, um, but 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was down with it, and um, they took it away yeah. because I guess the sales or whatever. And then they, you know, they just didn't they didn't know what to do with them. So they tried to bring them back again. I want to say uh, with. Um, the new artist, I forgot his name, Sandia or Sundavala or uh, something. But up, up and coming artist, look, draws like Joe Madeira. Yeah. But uh, or scratchier right now. Is he, like is he doing raw. it now? Right now he's doing Venom. Oh, okay. And like I said, I understand his style is dope. Um, but yeah, like you, you got to find out where to put him best. Yeah. You know where to put him at. You know he was on that, and I was like, this is interesting. I'm not bad. I'm not mad at it, but. What, they, what Marvel should do is ask him who would want to do. You know what I mean? Instead of, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they're putting him on certain books to be like, I want you on this book or this and that. Because uh, you know, I guess he probably wants to do a Spider-Man book. So to be able yeah. to do Venom is probably like a dream come to to him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, I hope they give him some really cool stories uh, and not waste his ability. Oh, yeah. That, that would, like, dude, if you love Spider-Man and if you can't do Spider-Man, if you can do Venom or Carnage, that's like one of the greatest ones. Or whichever villain you would prefer to do. Yeah. Like if I did a Fantastic Four, I would do one about Doom. Like I just like Doom way much more. No, Doom is dope. But you have to include the Fantastic Four because it's like the yin and the yang, one or the other. You know, you have to yeah. you have to have them there. So, See, I'm such a I'm such a, uh, a a weird individual where if I get the chance to do something for Marvel, I'm like, what I do an established character, or if, if I can do what I want, man, I'm yeah. like, let me get some of these old school characters and manipulate them. Yeah. You know, take one this one and that one and and, and put them together the odd couple. And then like revamp them or something, or, or or you don't revamp them and change them. You let them know exactly yeah. who they are, but you let them know like, oh, this is more depth to this character. Yeah, you yeah. know, what I mean? more background, more, more background, depth, something yeah. that's interesting because like a lot of them, a, a lot of these characters have Marvel universe histories. Yeah, but it's like you don't know in depth parts of the history. Like one of the things I would have done was uh, the health, not the Hellfire Club, but um, 
the Hellions from oh, the Hellfire oh, yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah. You remember them? Yeah, they were like Emma, Emma Frost uh, minions or like her her, her wards when the, she, had, she ran her school, the Massachusetts. What are the girls called? The, I always call them the Kookaroos. Not them. Not, before them. Before them. Was it? Before them, her original students were when, when X Men. Used to have the new mutants. Well, there was an an X Men named Helion, right? There's a they, like they they named one named Helion. Yeah. But it's like back in the day, she had a they were they were like um, Warpath's brother. Uh, it Caliban. Or, not Caliban. Oh. It was it was there was a cat, oh, cat's one. paw or cat's eye. There was a jet stream. There was roulette. There was um there was a uh, Terret. She could just, she could make pictures come to life. Oh. Uh, there was a like I said warp. Warpath was an X-Men member who died when they revamped the X-Men, but his little brother took his name and joined the... One of them joined um, uh, Cable in the X-Force, right? Yeah, that dude. When he was young, he joined with a member of the uh, the Hellions. Yeah. So it's like, like, I hope I didn't miss any of the characters. Oh, Empath was another one, and... um, I think that's it for now. If I can remember another one, <laughs> you'll remember more. After. Uh, but but it's like the idea. The idea for me was, um, I would take those characters, yeah, and then I would I would retell stories of of their history, yeah, you know, as, as, you know, as chap in chapters or whatever of, of situations because I'm sure the dynamics was incredible, yeah, you know, of like all they're like the new mutants but bad guys or considered the bad guys. They're okay. under, you know, what I mean, they're they're taught a little bit more ruthless. In her ways, yeah. from the White Queen, who's like a little more demanding. She's still loving of her awards, but a little bit more demanding. So she's like, I, you know, like y'all gotta do it like this, or or, or do it like this, and you're not trying hard enough yeah. just to push them and force them and everything. That that that's that's interesting storytelling to me. So like for me, I would like a story like that of some characters where I'm like, yo, you remember these characters? Bam! But I pick more memorable characters now because yeah, time has yeah, yeah. went time has went by. And well, I'm you, like, you could always get those old characters, bring them back, and make them badass. You know. Well, that's the thing about it. I, you know, if, you, if you're doing a story like that, you can do the thing where you you're first establishing the characters, talking about them, showing the range and dynamics uh, of the group of yeah. what's going on. This character loves this one. This one hates this one. This one, da 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 da. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then you 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 play all that all that up, and then you um you tell you you put them in situations and everything to to to, to really establish them. Now, if you put them in a situation where like oh you know now they get traveled to the future. And they're like in 2016. Well, they stuck here for a while. They kind of did that with a uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Is that with the all new X Men? I know. He, he the original. He changed five. all the rules when he did that. Yeah. Like we're gonna bring a group from the past and leave them here. The original five, which was Jean Grey, Cyclops, uh, Beast, Iceman, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. Yeah. Yeah, and they're brought back into the future, and they start tripping out. Jean Grey gets her powers earlier than what she should. Right. Uh, Cyclops finds out that he's a dick. He grows up to just be a giant right, douche. Right, right. Um, like, Iceman finds out that he's going to grow up to be gay. So that, that that's weird, though, because the Iceman, the, reason- the adult Iceman is making out with Kitty Pride and is all over the place, and then the young Iceman is apparently gay, but well, not it, the older Iceman. Well, how they explained it was that the time riff or the rip, whatever, whatever dynamics was ripped from the X-Men coming from the past, has healed itself because yeah. time will fix itself. So they're stuck here. So now it's like, all right, you're not that Iceman. You're a different Iceman. All but right. you coexist. You're not just, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're gay. Yeah. You're like, I'm gay? When did I turn gay? Like, you, since you stayed here? Yeah, right. You know, time was like, you're going to be gay. Bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like I said, Cyclops realizing you're going to be a dick and you're not going to. Um, it's like if Marvel just has one of those wheels and spins it, and then just whatever it lands whatever on, lands. that's yeah. what their new superheroes are going to be. Well, well, he's he's going to be a bad boy. Oh, he's going to be a milkman. Oh, no. he's going to be gay. I just, <laughs> I, you know, I just hope it's a situation where, like I said, the writer is being clever enough to know how to properly how to use it, how to use yeah. it. You know, like because it does, like it, ch- it changes. It's so bold. Nobody's ever done that in yeah. writing. It's just like why not leave them in the future? Like you. You don't send them back to the past? Everybody's yeah. always sending persons back to the past. Or else you fuck with the, you know, the well, outcome. Then, supposedly, uh, Cyclops is dead, or he dies in Secret Wars, and then I don't know if he stays dead, or but he's back Well, now. I put it like that. He's back now. Yeah. I want to, I don't know how we got back. I didn't get that story. I probably did and forgot about it or what it was, because I'm like, if you killed... No, no, no. Did he die? He, he died. Uh, Doom actually kills him in the Secret Wars because he gets the Phoenix egg, puts the Phoenix back in him, and he's about to fight Doom, and Doom just... He snaps his neck or something, and he just throws him on the floor, and he's dead. And then I remember reading a couple of X Men comics; they mentioned that he's dead already. Right, I remember and, that. But I he's back. That. So, I remember that, yeah. But but, but there's also because the young Cyclops, so he might 
we might be seeing the young Cyclops in the No, nah, the young Cyclops no? is off in Paris or something with the, with his group doing things and experiencing things. So like that book is doing a, doing its own thing because it's a throwback um, to like the old days. Yeah, it's it's basically like yeah, we got the X Men with a couple new characters, but it's like the dynamics in a in a minivan up in Paris trying to like travel. Scooby Doo, basically. They're, they're abroad. Yeah, <laughs> Scooby Doo. They're abroad. So check them out. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. And, like, and Mark Bagley on the art. So it's like, all right, he's drawing it like he, he like he cares. He's like, yo, I love this. I'm down with it. Let me draw them and blah yeah. blah blah. So they're they're putting a little budget behind it. They're putting they have a solid team. Yeah. I picked up a couple issues. Um, I will say for me, it's like, I don't know. Like I, I want I want some classic. I want something. I want some iconicness. I want I want. And they're trying to do it. I love, I love when they had the blob on there, and they, and he was beating them up and everything for a couple of issues. I hope they don't drag the stories too long, and yeah. they didn't. And then they had it where Toad comes in, and it's like he's, he's an alcoholic now or whatever, but he's mad because he's like, how'd y'all come back from? Yeah. How, how you get a second chance? Da, 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 and he's trying to kill him and everything. And I'm like, interesting. I'm not mad at this. Uh, what would make me feel this more? Um, hmm. I don't know. Like I said, Mark Bagley. I love his artwork. And I like and I like him on this artwork on this book. Yeah, I've seen but some of the pages are pretty good. They're pretty good, but it's like, is he giving me what I want when it comes to that run? That you know, and he is. He's that he's that guy who can and will. I think with X Men, those we all want our own interpretation. Yeah, our own interpretations of X Men. I want my own versions. You want yours. Everyone. Who was your favorite? Who, who, who when, What was your favorite era of X Men? And who was drawing it at the time? You uh, know, or writing it? I know, of course, Claremont uh, was probably writing yeah, it. Yes, but who well, was no, drawing it? Or, no, it was it was a little bit after Claremont. It was ooh, um, really? freaking Uncanny X Force. It okay. wasn't just the it wasn't the regular X Men, but it was Uncanny X Force. It was uh, Jerome Pena, I think I'm saying it right, and Rick Render. Jer- okay. Jerome Pena, his art is beautiful. Yeah, yeah he is beautiful. He, he, he is amazing. He, I, I know it's, what you're talking about too. It's I know amazing. that story. It is dope. He is dope. He is. Yeah, like, he's stellar. That that would be if I could choose a team. That I would like to write for it would be X Force because X Force is that gritty uh, Wolverine is slashing people, Angel is got, killing you, people, you, Laura like you, it's that very bloody. You got the chops like that? Yeah, like I just want to, you know, if I had Wolverine, I would rip into everybody, just unleash the beast. <laughs> oh, really? You know, like okay. I would. Uh, you have a perfectly good band of assassins and murderers, you know, like they, right. they were. The X Force is just an amazing team. No, that is the premise on X Force. When they turned them dark or whatever yeah. was a genius because they got to keep them names. You got to yeah. keep the rights to those names, you know. But it's also like it's the concept of like you know they're going to handle the black ops. Wolverine's leading his team and they take out because because Cyclops got more like you know proactive he, in protecting yeah, the mutants. He's he like, more, like y'all my side team. He was more diplomatic and he's like I'm going to delegate all the. I'm going to take the blow. I'm gonna y'all get... go underneath. Yeah, and cut them up. Uh huh. You know what I mean? He, he give Wolverine the I'll sexy smile on, I'll smile on camera. You go cut a head off. And they were mostly just hunting them. Um, was it Marauders and the Purifiers? Were they in the beginning? Well, no, it was. It was mostly Purifiers because they were the guys who were just trying to kill all mutants. Right. They were mostly hunting them and trying to take down Bastion. And, right. Um, well, before he became Bastion, right. you know, all that stuff. Right. Right. So it's. I just love. That's my favorite like group. But of, like I'd say, at Claremont, man, like I can't. You can't mess with him. Claremont wrote it's, it. It's, his X Men were like, yeah, I, I grew up with that as well. It's you know, I but like after him, because Claremont would just be too of an easy thing to say. So that's yeah. that's why I chose Remender. But you gotta give it up. But yeah, people you, want you, people you, want their A man's yeah. and props too. So I'm like, you know, he gets because you assume, just because you assume enough. a brother gets it, you better give it to him. You know what I mean? Though you better make sure you put it in his hand. You heard it here. You heard me. <laughs> Don't assume. Don't assume. You put it in the brother's hands. And on that note, um, we leave with some little sad news. Uh, a great artist, Steve Dillon, died. It was Saturday. Mm. He uh, was responsible for the comic that changed my life, and I've said it on this before, which was Preacher. And mm. he's done a bunch of other ones as well. Hitman, which was an amazing comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Punisher. He, mm-hmm. The man loved his Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have something to say, JJ. No, you know, it's uh you said it already. It's a very sad situation when we lose any talent uh or anybody who's a blessing on the planet like that and the things he's contributed are stamped in the in the books now. You know, the fact that we know who he is uh from the work that he's done is a testament to what's going down. So, yeah, everybody give it up if you haven't checked for preacher uh that was an amazing run that he did put on there with Steve, what, Steve Dillon? Uh, Garth. Garth Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Yeah. Change 
the game when they did what they did on that book. Um, That's it, how I felt when I read it. I was like, I didn't even really know about comics again, but I was like, dude, why do I feel like this changes everything that yeah. I think about comics? It's a, it was it was a, a unexpectedly fun, solid, trippy, scary ride. Yeah. And his artwork was a, a style that was like, well, he could pull that off. Yeah. You know, like it, it needed a certain rawness, a certain refined, a certain level of like, you know, uh, uh, interpretation. Yeah. He was like, you know, like, yo, here we go. And yeah, the fact that he passed away was a uh, you know a sad situation. Very so. sad, yeah. yeah. Well, especially now because they made Preacher into a show and it's a hit. Ah, se- season one's already done. Season two's coming out, uh, I believe, next year, and it's, really? it's been doing well on AMC. Man. Yeah, they've so. been talking about making that into a book. I mean, into a show for years. Oh, they went to like HBO. Show. Yeah, like, I'm sure they're trying to shop it. Because if they would have done it the way the comic was, you'd have to do it on Showtime, on a Cinemax, on something yeah, like that, or a movie. So, the, right? way, the way MC's doing it, I don't necessarily like that version. That's just not my cup of tea. Right. It's like The Walking Dead. I prefer the comic over the book. Right. And it's the same thing with Preacher. The book is just way more superior than of the course, show. Of course, of course. The book will always be more superior uh, when you're reading it because it allows you to fill up your head with what you think is the scariest or yeah. the most vibrant, you know, when fed by a writer. And on that note, this is the end of I Am Comics Podcast, Episode 3. I am Josh Casper. And I'm JJ Kirby. And you can check us out on Instagram at I Am Podcast Instagram. And you can check out JJ's Instagram at JJ Kirby Art. And there you go, guys. Read on.